0: Yes, welcome to Tradies. We're back. The intro is back and it is the second last episode. That's right, not the last. We're doing a review show. Penultimate. uh, Why did you go there? Why? I'll tell you this though, Mitchell. I'll tell you this right now. Thank Christ. Trade period is done. It goes for way too long. I saw you had a, a bit of a dig at this. How long do you want it to be? Four Clubs need to position themselves and Four get these deals sorted. Oh, please. We've been talking about these deals since March.
1: <laughs> Four days. So the introduction of tradies means that it should be shortened given, you know, how much is spoken about it during the year.
0: Well, you you talk about these deals six months before they haven't. Like, no, I, don't, I don't want to spend too long on this. And far be it for us to be shit canning a product of which we do a weekly podcast throughout the entire football season. <laughs> but – it yeah give the give the clubs the week off after the grand final i like that monday to thursday so it opens at 9am on monday by 7pm on thursday it's done and then on friday and this is the thing like the draft you could move it around the country on the friday give everyone the media day so everyone who's changed clubs as long as they're happy and willing yeah. and in the country cuz obviously clubs uh, plays go away sometimes when they're traded You have a media day. You do it first year in Melbourne, then on the Gold Coast, then in Sydney, and then in Adelaide. You do one in Tasmania pretty soon, and you have a big media day and you get all the the big shots there like you and Damien Barrett and Caroline Wilson and Jake Knoll. They all do their one-on-ones. You have some all-ins. It'd be great. You put a bit of thought into this. No, I have. It's just – I'm sorry. Ten days is taking the piss, and the number one rule in media is you don't take the piss out of your audience because they're
1: not dumb. Are you only saying this because of the lack of – Big name star factor in this year. It's got trade nothing. To,
0: it's got nothing to do with that though. Because but like, it, like, the ha- half an hour, like the last, the last forty minutes, it was basically just Dersmer and Zerk Thatcher. Yeah, and with the greatest respect to those two players, Dersma's played a lot in the twos this year, and Zerk Thatcher only established himself this year. Not many people knew who he was
1: before this. But year. But would you be saying this if it was you know Danaher, Gunster, uh, sorry, Treloar, Dunkley? But it
0: all, but they, those deals all get done if it's four days anyway. We know that the first week of trade period ends up just being a yawn fest. It's yeah, just there, it's just there for sponsors. It's just there for, for big shots to make make money. That's not right. That's
1: not right. Only footy, footy has to exist for the fans. Trade has to exist for the fans. I'd, the only thing I'd say to you in agreement is basically Andrew and Mackey said, "Hey, that we put our first pitch, uh, Port put their first pitch in for Radicalier on the first day." Yep. And then we decided just to sit back for four or five days. So you, you could take out a bit of the fat off the back of that one comment. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. It, it really is. If
0: it's not shorter next year, we're doing something completely wrong. Completely wrong. Might be some big names on the move next year, though. Well, we'll get to that next year. Let's concentrate on this year. Okay, let's get into it. We've got lots of names to talk about. Um, I want to open up with a bit of a left fielder, someone who you, you talked about a few weeks ago. And I think you said, was it? Last night, or or the night before? You said, I reckon Paul Connors will Mm. get a late deal done for Jack Billings. Exactly what happened.
1: Yep. He's now a Melbourne footballer. Having Melbourne, you know, supposedly not been that into him three or four days ago. Yeah. It's happened again. So we spoke last night about the Josh Jenkins one that went from Crows to Geelong in the last day. Last year, Hunter from the Dogs to the Demons, now Billings. In, In a
0: very similar deal, by the way.
1: Yep. The Hunter one. Yep. Different circumstances. Billings is more been around his body getting right. Ross has just shown he, he refuses basically to play him at the, the Saints. He was fit later in the year, but he decided to go in another direction. And now Jack Billings is getting another yeah. opportunity elsewhere. We spoke about the midfield depth as well at Melbourne with Dunstan Harms and James Jordan going out. They needed to find something else in that mix. And, and now Billings comes in. The Saints will pay a decent chunk of this wage too. So the yeah. two years is transferred to Melbourne. The Saints will pay a chunk of it. And I think it's a, I think it's a good fit. Not all, not to get off Billings straight
0: away. And I understand that not all picks are equal. But I've been pretty harsh on clubs like North Melbourne for not hitting some of their picks. So like Gresham was pick eighteen, Billings was pick three, Clark and Caulfield with both top ten picks. Yeah. When you look at that, that that hurts. Like for a club like St Kilda that doesn't get, mm. that they're not, they don't have the natural fans of a Collingwood or a Carlton or a Richmond or an Essendon you know, where they turn up week in, week out. Saints, they need to be good to be absolutely hitting their straps. Those are four first-round picks, and now three of them are at other clubs.
1: Yeah. And And, they didn't get a lot in return for Billings or Caulfield. No. No.
0: And, you know, Gresham, they got, what, end of
1: first round? End up being picked 21 or two. Yeah. It's not great return. No. Clubs like St Kilda need to hit those picks. What do you think of their late play for Dylan Scheel? So I found it interesting tonight in the trade room. Yeah. Stephen Silvani actually exited early because he has to fly to Queensland tonight for his son Jack's wedding tomorrow. Is Jack getting married tomorrow? That's how it was put to me. Okay. I didn't know. Um, So Dave Misson, the head of footy, was left to do the talking at the end and admitted they did have a conversation with Dylan Shield, mm-hmm. the Saints.
0: And Paul Connors admitted that as well tonight, his manager.
1: Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, Said it didn't last long. And then someone asked, we revisit Dylan Shear one in 12 months' time and Dave Misson, the head of footy, said, oh, he's getting on a bit, Dylan, Or to those words. It's like, well, hang on. How was, it, how was it an option this year? Maybe they were only interested in it this year because it was going to help them with the Gresham right. compo.
0: Do, the, do you think the Saints think they're close on what they are? Uh, I'm not avoiding the question. What I would say to that is that I think clubs like Collingwood have shown that yeah. everyone is potentially closer than – they think they are and people think they are. Like ultimately the Saints were not, you know, eons away from finishing top four, as ridiculous as that sounds. Mm. So you never know if you add the right player or two. And, and you get
1: Max King fully fit next year.
0: Yeah, that's right. Like, do I think the Saints are a genuine chance of winning the premiership next year? Not personally, no. But mm. you know, would I be absolutely surprised if they were knocking on the door of a prelim? Well, after this year and they've got Ross Lyon. Like, not not really. Like anything could happen.
1: Yeah. And there is there is cap room there, given they went after DeGoey 12 months ago, didn't yep. get that done. You know, Caulfield goes out, not that he was on massive money. Billings goes out, they'll pay a bit of it. So I can see the shield argument. Just interesting that they saw it more of a short term fix, even though he is into his third. Just before we get off this, does Billings play for Melbourne? I was thinking about that driving here. Who does he? So Hunter and Langdon are locked in on the wings. Yeah. He's probably now more of a half forward, and that's the way the Saints saw him. Uh, especially under Brett Ratton, whose spot does he take? Is it like a – is he fighting for one spot with Cade Chandler? Or Sparrow, but then he's probably not getting Sparrow spot. I think he's just a good – like
0: he's an 11 out of 10 person. Yeah. As everyone will say about Jack. I don't think you'll find a, a person that would be need a a to say. They need a depth.
1: They need a depth with those guys yeah, going out. I, I just hope he'll that
0: play, – He'll play at least 10 games next year. Okay, yeah. I just hope that – I hope that Billings doesn't end up being what Dunstan was there mm. and just play twos. Like I, Jack Billings is, say what you want about him. Like he's played some really high level AFL footy.
1: He's a bit more flexible than Dunson, isn't he? Whereas Dunson was purely an inside me. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, that's right. I just, But that's why I said Richmond for Billings, because I just felt like mm. he was going to play basically every week. Um, okay, so Port were obviously a big player. We We talked about that last night. They got their deals done. Radagalia. So just first on Radagalia. So pick 25, which we touted last night, was still on, on the table. Yeah. But they end up getting picks 1,040
1: in 2003. <laughs> one pick in the 70s, one in the 90s. So why? So the pick in the 70s, the thinking there for Geelong, to bring that in for Radagalia, is that that will probably end up in the 50s, late 50s, by the time the Gold Coast bids are absorbed. So the picks in the 20s and 30s that Gold Coast have, they'll be evaporated. Yeah. So that 70 will move into the 60s. And then you've got guys like Jordan Sweet, um, the kid McCabe at Hawthorne. So that pick that's, you know, in the He's early 70 not going to 20 picks though, is it? Oh, like he could move by, you know, 15 or so. That much? Yeah. Okay. There'll be, there'll, be, there'll be, don't forget, there's three Gold Coast kids. Yeah. There's Jordan Sweet at the Bulldogs. Yes, or at four. And then there's McCabe. Five. You know, there's two or three picks per player there that might move forward.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. That's and the thinking back themselves And the they don't have much to pick another gun at, in the mid-50s, which they just do over yeah. and over again.
1: Again, I'm not defending it. It should have been wrapped up way earlier. Well,
0: you are a Geelong man.
1: And this goes to your point off the top that this should have been wrapped up within two days because they essentially got the deal they asked for on on day one. But um, there is some merit behind it given – and as Andrew Mackie said, that pick in the 70s now is actually their third current pick in this year's draft. And
0: then so Dersmer and Zerk Thatcher, so I think that – Port Adelaide went to Essendon and basically said, we'll give you Dersmer if you give us Zerk Thatcher in a future second. That was mm. quickly knocked on the head by Essendon, which I can understand. That's a that's a, a hefty price. But with some later pick swaps, the deal ends up getting done, yep. which feels about right.
1: Yeah, I reckon um, Port have – Port deserved more or Port should have got more, but they had to do the right thing by Zerk Thatcher given they committed to him so far out. And Chris Davies basically said that tonight, their head of footy that – you know, we committed to, to Brendan Zerk-Thatcher to bring him home. He's going to play an important role on our side. We had to basically get it done. And they, they pretty much, poor I think, accepted unders. Not by much, but they they did. Because those picks late, as we said with the Jalong one, are pretty relevant.
0: I just wonder how much... So so clearly, positionally, Zerk-Thatcher was more important than Dersma. Yeah. It's interesting you say that they accepted unders, which I, on the surface, agree with. Even though you would think that given the contract situation of both players, yeah. Port had the leverage. So, you know, sort of like Essendon, we're like, well, you know, we'll just, we'll redraft Zerk Thatcher because we've got to pick before you if you yeah. don't give us what we want. And I just want Port sitting there being like, but we'll just keep Dersma. I don't know. This it ends up being a game of bluff in the end because Essendon really wanted Dersma. Yeah. I Because his best has, has what they don't have much of. And that's outside flair and the ability to
1: kick. I, I think Essendon's wings are, are more than adequate without. You don't Xavier like Dersmer, Dersmer, do you? I do. No, you've I've been – every Javi time Dersmer. I bring him up. I think Nick you're, Martin. You're flat on him. Nick Martin is a better player than Xavier Dezsma. I think that's unproven. Right, and I think Sam Durham's upside is as good as Xavier Dezsma. You're big on Durham. Yeah, you get you get some yeah.
0: You get play you get on side with players. Is Darum in the Ben I like Xavier Durham's, Durham's I want, in the Ben Mackay basket for you.
1: I want to put that out there. We I should like do this Xavier in the, r- the review show on Friday. I can't wait for Xavier Dersma to put the, the arrow in front of fifty thousand under, oh, the, no, under please, the roof. Please don't. It's great theatre for the game. It's great. People more people would know who Xavier Dersma is than any other player of his quality in mean, think Essendon content. should just let's concentrate on winning games in September
0: <laughs> and, and then the bow and arrow can come out.
1: But I just I'm curious to see what Essendon do with that mid half forward wing role now that they've got him in. I think, though, back to your original point, Zerk Thatcher will play more of an important role next year for Port than Zerk would have. Why is Jack Gunston back at Hawthorne? And why did they give up your man? Brandon Ryan. I knew he was going to be big in the trade period. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Three-year deal. He met with the coach Chris Fagg on the weekend up there in in Queensland. So right now, as off the back of this year's trade period – Hawthorne have brought in Gunson and Chol, and they've lost Ryan and Kaczynski. For me, in 2024, that's a gain. But long term, what if what if Brennan Ryan turns out to be something and, and Hawthorne have to sit back and watch him become somewhat of a star at the Lions? So are you questioning whether
0: Hawthorne's forward line next year is significantly better than what they
1: would have had? I think it's better next year, but they're not contending next year. I think – I really like Jack Gunson as a player. I think Brisbane should have done the Gunson move two years ago and really put them in themselves in the in the position. But he's 32, and he doesn't help them win a flag when they're in the window in three or four years' time.
0: Yeah, it is an interesting – it's not an about-face because I know they're different circumstances, but Mitchell made such hard calls on senior players like Tom Mitchell and, and Omira, And then – you know, I think Gunston was on the table for a while. We know Bruce was close to going to GWS. Yeah. So it was ready for a clear out. And now it's like they've found their second forward to sit behind Lewis in Choll. And yet they give up a guy who has shown, I'll say, half a glimpse in that game against against Collingwood, who's 200 centimetres. And we know these 200 hundred centimetres guys can be anything. And, and they can also be nothing. That's just that, you know, I, I understand the risk there. But, Gunston, I thought, showed at Brisbane this year that he's, he's done. This is, by the way, is absolutely not 1% blight on Jack Gunston. His legacy is going to be oh, like star. untarnished. And it, it, what he gave Hawthorne since moving from Adelaide mm. was 10 out of 10. But it's just, it's a weird one for me, for Hawthorne, to want that for a year when, look, could Hawthorne play finals? Yeah, they could. Like they showed... Showed some really good patches, but they'd have to improve a lot to go past a lot of teams mm.
1: to kick someone else out of the eight. Jack Jack Gunson will play a great role for Hawthorne next year if, if his he body blows. allows him. Yeah, well, if, that hit up role is exactly what they need alongside Chole and Mitch Lewis. That sort of half forward roaming role. Brandon Ryan's not that guy. But what happens when they're playing finals in twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six? Jack Gunson there. won't be there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just not. I'm just not sure.
1: And then last year, we saw them go hard at Lloyd Meek to partner up with Ned Reeves. They had a look at the two rucks at the start of the year. They went past that in the second half of the season. Chole comes in, and will play that forward ruck role. They've basically, well, from what I can look at this trade period, said that the, the two ruck thing do- is over. They'll play Choll as the second ruck. Did they get the better end
0: of the Ginevan deal?
1: Depends where, so they've obviously traded into the future. If the Hawks jump outside of the bottom four next year, they've done well. But if they've traded away a pick in the early 20s next year for Jack, uh, Jack Ginevan, say they finish in the bottom four again.
0: Yeah, say they finish where they did this year and they'll end up the, being pick 21.
1: Yeah, it's a
0: lot. Yeah, we know there's we, there's some swappings Yeah, of
1: picks. but If Jack Ginevan can come in and perform and help the win games of footy and move up the ladder... It pays for itself. I think they
0: move up the ladder. I, I think – I actually think, if anything, Hawthorne's got the better end of this deal. Right. I, I, if I was Graham Wright and Collingwood, I would have held a bit. Like, he's contracted, right? We know that depth is so important. It's potentially more important than it's ever been because footies is even as it's ever been outside of the north and west coast. There's more games. The there's game's al- more taxing. There's also more games, and it's also we, – we've seen more rotate. Like – When I say more rotations, from week to week, I reckon there's more changes. Mm. So what happens if Jamie Elliott's body lets him down again? Very possible. What what happens if McCreary gets injured? What happens if Schultz for half a season doesn't work? You know, or like he can't push up into the midfield like Adams or like they need an extra one in there. He's just really good depth to have. So I don't know. If I was Collingwood, I think I would have made them cough up a bit more. He's just won a flag.
1: He kicked 40 goals in his second year. Do you think that speaks to the fact that maybe Collingwood were giving him these subtle hints? All I think it does. Yeah, I think it does. And I'm not sure that's right. Like,
0: th- these people aren't perfect. No one's perfect. They're athletes in their early to mid to late 20s growing up. Like, he's young. He, he's mate, 20. He's, he's young. And think about all the players that clubs have supported with off-field issues. And I'm not saying that disparagingly, like um, Jack's been pretty open about his, his off-field issues, particularly early in the year in the story that, that you guys on on seven broke. But yeah, I just, I'm a little bit surprised that Collingwood didn't dig in a little bit deeper and get more for him. But maybe it speaks to a, what you were talking about, that they were half, half happy to let him go. And B just the professionalism of, yeah, you know, you want to go, we'll facilitate it. And you know, Thanks so much. You're a premiership player. You'll always be remembered. We'll forget about you five minutes after you
1: leave. Maybe it just speaks to clubs moving on. Yep. And I think it also speaks to the fact that Jack Inovans kicked 40 goals in 2022. Yep. A week later after that season finishes, he watches them go and get Bobby Hill. And then 12 months later, he watches them go and get Lockie Schultz. They couldn't really sort of stand around and, and force him into staying, could they? Probably not. He'll play 22 games next year at Hawthorne. He may not have done that at, at Collingwood. He, he certainly wouldn't have at Collingwood. Ivan Soldo, you brought up on the
0: whiteboard a long time ago. Mm. He's ended up being a pretty important pawn today.
1: Yeah. So they give up pick 41 and a future second for Ivan Soldo. The Tigers, in a roundabout words today, said that the deal was probably better than we were thinking on day one. So they dug the heels in day one. They said they wouldn't trade him, but now he gets to Port Adelaide. And Port probably cough up a bit more than what they ideally would have liked, but they get a premiership Ruckman through the door. I'm curious on what this means for Jordan Sweet. So they go and target him. Right. He's a South Australian who does have a need or an interest to get back. So there's that aspect of it. Stuck behind Tim English. I guess he'd back himself. Which is probably part of the sell. Yeah. You're stuck behind one of the best –
0: Ruckman in the comp who's, you know, in his early 20s and not going anywhere anytime soon.
1: Yeah. Come play for us. So now he's butting it out with Soldo, Soldo for that number one Ruck rock role. Sweet is in a better position now than he was 12 months ago. Make no mistake of that. But I'd be just curious to hear from Jordan Sweet as to how the process from his mind went down. Did he know that Soldo was a possibility when he committed to the power and coming across? And Port said
0: um, today that... It- I think Chris Davies, I'm paraphrasing his quote, there was it was more unlikely than likely that Lysette would be on the list next year. Yeah, he's, he's considering retiring. Yeah. Yeah, it just it seems like a change in um, it seems like a change in change in philosophy from Port slightly on just prioritizing the rucket a little bit. I know I've talked about this before, but I know they went after Grundy, he chose Sydney. Um, and you know, Soldo's not necessarily a big name, but he has he has shown when he has played. And his body's leaned down a little bit. When he has played, he can be a pretty influential tap ruckman. So whether he can run out games, whether he's consistent enough. But Port, I think, are probably thinking we've we've played pretty well in the home no A season without getting too far in finals. Yeah. So maybe we need to do a little bit something something a little bit different, prioritise more of a tap ruckman for our young emerging midfield to get through.
1: It'll be a good duel over the off-season as to who takes number one ruck slot there. What do you think it means for Richmond's rucks? Because... Nank now is the number one. They've got Samson Ryan. Then they've got two Category B rookies, Marte Kalina and Ollie Hayes-Brown, who was playing NBL this time last year. So they they might need to go and find a Lysett or find someone in that mix because, you know, Nank, you know. Samson Ryan's on a right one. You're forward, you reckon? Yeah. So they're probably going to go, gonna need to go and find something, aren't they?
0: Well, to your point, I think they have to.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure who's around. Blair Hartley said today they hadn't spoken or medical license yet, but that could that could emerge. Mm. And the other one, just before we we get to the the tradies
0: awards, which I'm what? gonna share with you. Yeah, it's just, it's just something a bit different. Uh, Elijah Hollands gets to the awards. gets to the blues to join his brother. Yeah. This is such a It's an interesting one. So of the top ten picks that move this year, you got Caulfield who wants to buy halfback at the dogs. You've got Dow who wants a fresh start at the Saints. And you've got Hollands who there were massive raps on before Gold Coast. Because he had the ACL on the year he got drafted. He was touted as a number one pick. Yeah. And then did his knee. Yeah. And it was like, this guy's special. And he, he played at least two games for Gold Coast where I remember watching him being like, who's that? And then hasn't really done anything since. I don't know if there's been murmurs around attitudinal, attitudinal issues. Um, Which can can happen for
1: from younger guys, but hard to get a game when you're playing behind Rao Anderson and Tuke. It's not going to get much easier at Carlton. No, that's uh, to your point. Like that, that you can see why. Well, I think they'll use him as that push-up half forward, right? The high half forward role, sort of what Matt Kennedy did at times. Yeah, Kennedy and
0: you know Fogarty a little bit because Fogarty's not really a small forward. Because
1: if I looked at Carlton's list before this trade period. If the one area you'd think they wouldn't need to fill is an inside big bodied mid.
0: But he's more of a he's a he's a goal
1: kicking half forward mid, like, right. I would think.
0: I'm surprised they didn't have a look at Guinnavan, to be honest. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have a little little nibble at Guinnavan. Cause um yeah, goal kicking small forwards are hard to come by. Okay, the tradies awards, are you ready? Okay, so for those who don't know, we've got our, our, our big finale. Our last episode of season one is going to be at the Rising Sun Hotel. We're yep. Not we're not inviting people, by the way. But if if you are there at the time, please come and say <laughs> hello. Um, you and I sitting at the front bar, sharing a quiet pot. Yep. And we're going to do our review. So what sort of do beers are they got on tap? So do, what do you mean? What sort of beers are they got on tap?
1: It's a so is pub. It a, is it a Carlton pub or is it a
0: Calm Ferrie pub?
1: It's- Oh. Scotty knows. Scotty, Scotty spent some time
0: there. I've tried a few. <laughs> what, what? What's your? I'm a Carlton Melbourne sort of guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're pretty different beers. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Good answer. Um, you? I'm more of a Pale Ale sort of. Okay. Sort of. I'm sure, guy. they'll have something for you. Thank you. Yeah. No. I'm I've still... got the lashes for you. Don't worry. Lashes. <laughs> one fifty. It's been a while since I've had a one fifty. Anyway, we digress. Um, we'll do it. A nice chunky episode. We're gonna try to come up with at least two nuts and bolts. One each. Yeah. Potentially a third if if you know, if the mood strikes you. Um from from the current trade period that's just gone. Yeah. Um and you know, we'll talk some smack as we always do, but I wanna run something past you. So I wanna do
1: I wanna do the tradies awards. You're running this past being live on air. Yeah. Or mid recording. Yeah. Me and Scotty put it together. This is what happened when I was forty minutes late coming from the
0: trade. Room I wasn't going to say it, but yes. So the first one is what i like to call the Ron Burgundy Award.
1: <gasps> I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> you brought a grab.
0: So, so which which club do you think – so it's a future-looking award. Which club do you think will regret their trade 1st the f- I've got a few that come to mind. Great, great. So you and I will come with our own answers. and We won't talk about it beforehand. Um, the Get Out Award?
1: No. No. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. Ever seen Get Out? No. Jordan Peele sort of, you would have seen Jordan Peele the Comedian. Horror movie, critically acclaimed. The, the Get Out Award is for the club that, that had the weirdest approach to a trade by just immediately saying no. Okay. So I've got at least three that you <laughs> straight away. It doesn't have to be that they decline the trade flat out, but just like that that deal. Yep. Right. I feel like Essendon are gonna have a good run there. Uh the most inspired trade.
1: Expect you boys to play
0: football. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Clear eyes, full hearts
0: can't lose. can't lose. Clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. Friday Night Lights. You, yeah, did I've you seen. ever watch Friday Night Lights? That's Coach Taylor. I feel like I'm ready to run through a brick wall. Same. So the most inspired trade. So Think left field. Yep. Think, you know, the the thing that came out of nowhere a little bit or the the, the trade that required the most forward thought. yeah. Whichever way you want to take it, that's that one. And then my personal favourite, the Sarah Marshall Award. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. No, no drinks for me, thanks. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Oh, so man. the Sarah Marshall Award must require audio. You must have evidence. You must have proof. Okay. Something, it can be a quote. It can be an audio grab. It can be a TV clip. And it can be from anywhere in the year, or it can just be from the trade period. The thing that was just clearly talking smack about a trade. I've already got mine. In fact, I, I, I created this award based on what I was going to who I was going to give it to. Was it was the quote given today? No, right? No, it was given at the start of the trade period. There's my clue. Okay. Okay, so we've got the Ron Burgundy Award for uh, which club will immediately regret. Um, we've got the Get Out Award for the club that had the, the weirdest no response, the most inspired trade award, and the Sarah Marshall Award. Look forward to doing some homework. Yeah, and feel free to bring any of your own awards if you'd like. But they are the four tradies awards for the inaugural tradies awards. Okay, and we might give a little like, could we, could we, could we go into the Channel Ten archives and get the little tool of the week, <laughs> Clark's, and just steal it from Andy and Antyzy? <laughs> well, that
1: show was so during the, good. During the recruiters would appreciate us going and lobbying and giving them an award like this. I feel like a few of them may get thrown back at us,
0: <laughs> particularly me. <laughs> Actually, we should, and we should. If we, if you are comfortable and I am comfortable, the biggest argument that you and I have ever had, we'll keep that out of the tradies awards. But this year, which, which was, which person did you have the biggest argument about a trade about? Jeez. You com- you comfortable doing that or not? Uh, let me think about that. Think about it. Think about it. You can have a laugh about it, or you can just say oh, I just really dislike this person. I'll never talk to him again. <laughs> I, I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't recommend the, the latter. But are you? Have you got one to bring to the table? I've now? got like eight from this year. Oh yeah, Make I've so? got two from this week. <laughs> I don't know how many. Let I'm me think know. about that and see what mood I rock up in on Friday. If I'm willing to out or uh, bring something to the public.
0: Okay, great. Hey, thanks for joining us this week. I know it's been a, a bit of a strange week because we've done an episode um, every day or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll we'll leave you to just. Um, just think about and and, and let um, let things percolate for the Thursday, and then Friday afternoon. Scotty, we have it up by Friday afternoon. Great, not our penultimate, our ultimate oh. episode. I'll see you then. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, it would be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share it with your friends. So if you want to get in touch, share feedback, suggestions, or to advertise with one of our podcasts, then simply email hello at com. Thanks for tuning in.